0: "'Hello, Mr. Robinson.' A seated man's shadowed face appeared on the screen. "'You have an urgent matter?' "'We found someone. You're running my location. The price just doubled.' The man referred to as Mr. Robinson closed his notebook computer with satellite uplink and packed it away. He left the empty Pacific Grove Beach after taking a last look at the surging waves. The overcast dawn gave the ocean surface a grayish hue. It took him only minutes to travel the road which ran along the coastline. With his gear safely stowed in the trunk, the man mentioned as Mr. Robinson drove his nondescript gray Chevrolet Malibu away from the beach to Lighthouse Avenue, where he parked near Monte Café. With a different laptop, the man walked into the nearly empty restaurant and sat down. He smiled and nodded at the middle-aged couple having breakfast a few tables over. "'You're up early, Nick.' Nick grinned over at the balding man with deeply-lined, tanned face. "'It's not that early, Dan.' Working on a new novel?' Dan's wife asked. "'Always, Carol,' Nick answered. "'What are you and Dan doing up? I thought you retirees hated getting up before noon.' "'Yeah, right. We haven't been in a bed past seven and fifty years, you slacker. Carol and I actually accomplish things in reality. We can't all make a fortune writing about killers.' "'Dan!' Carol admonished, slapping her husband's shoulder. (laughs) I asked for it, Nick chuckled, as a harried man in his forties, wearing white cook's garb, rushed toward Nick's table. "Uh Uh-oh, you short again, Joe? Nancy's still out with the flu. What can I get you, Nick? The usual? Yep, and I'll get my own coffee. Don't hurry my order. I'll fool around on the computer for a while, Nick replied, standing up. Thanks, Joe said, on his way to the back again. I'll bring you your rye toast in a few minutes, big spender. Dan and Carol laughed at Nick's stricken look as he trudged to the coffee pot. Nick brought the coffee over to the couple. He refilled their cups before retrieving a cup and saucer from the coffee station for himself. Nick returned to his table, ignoring Dan's remarks about slow help. He opened his notebook computer and accessed the Internet. An anonymous bulletin board carried the message with the identifying code he was looking for. The post contained only one word. Agreed. Nick typed in a new time for one hour later and closed his notebook. Wow, that was a quick entry. Dan helped Carol get stiffly to her feet. I'm outlining today. Nothing serious. That killer of yours is scary, Nick, Carol said. How do you come up with those awful plots? I do the job and then I write it out like a diary. Dan chuckled appreciatively. Carol clucked her disapproval at Nick's ad lib. "'Why don't you write a nice romance for your next one?' Carol urged as the couple walked toward the door. "'I'll bet—' "'Oh, yawn,' Dan cut in, glancing at Nick. "'Don't you dare, Nick. I want to read all about a new Diego assassination gig. Have him blow up Congress like Tom Clancy did in his book.' Nick laughed. "'I'll think about it. Hey, Carol, Diego had a romantic interlude in the last one. Didn't you—' "'Nick, that was so nice.' Carol turned around excitedly, leaving Dan holding the door open for her. You should give him a steady girlfriend. Might as well give him gardening and quilting hobbies, too, while you're making him into a sissy. Dan scowled at Carol as she took another shot at his shoulder, and the two shuffled out the door, still arguing. You set off Dan and Carol again. I can't believe those two both read your pulp. Here's your rye toast, anyway. Joe set the plate down in front of Nick with an exaggerated flourish. Thanks for getting your own coffee. Give yourself a big tip. How about I find a new restaurant to get insulted in? Oh, no, Nick, Joe played along, wringing his hands on the way to the kitchen. There goes my vacation in the Bahamas. You'll be sorry when you don't have Nick McCarty to kick around, Joe, Nick called out after him before digging into his rye toast breakfast. Within the allotted time, Nick again sat out on the Pacific Grove beach. Although a few joggers and walkers passed by, along the stone divider separating the road from the sand, no one had descended to the chilly beach. We are taking precautions, the man on Nick's screen explained. Nick rearranged his earpiece. He projected only a blank screen, his words in text form, with a computer-generated voice. When Nick was satisfied his contact had no tracking gear on him, he spoke. Send the package, and I'll be in touch. After the transmission was completed, Nick acknowledged reception. This is a small window of opportunity. I'll let you know, Nick ended the conversation, and packed up his portable satellite uplink once again.